Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is David Rand, a research scientist at the Harvard Program for Evolutionary Dynamics. David and Dan discuss what happens when an unexpected problem occurs in a cooperative relationship. The program is called Slow to Anger, Fast to Forgive. So how was your weekend? You've been at Duke at some uh, conference? Yeah, I was at a workshop for integrating evolution and economics. Evolution and economics. What, are, are those two topics that are related? Economics is about money, evolution is about animals? Well, one connection is that the human mind has been shaped by evolution, and the human mind is now making decisions about money. And so you can understand a lot of strange things that people do if you think about it in the broader lens of where the minds came from. And, and what's your name? I'm David Rand. <laughs> hey, David. So uh, you, are, uh, you had an interesting paper on what happens when you introduce noise into economic games. So, so what, what's noise? You basically sit, uh, people sit there and you play loud music to them? <laughs> yeah, my band comes in and we uh, play. <laughs> you do have a band, right? Yeah, loud, loud music. <laughs> what, what do you play? What music? Uh, so I play guitar and like uh, I played in punk and hardcore bands all through high school and college. And now I've oh. toned down a little bit, but not that far. You know, we did a study once in which we asked people to rate how attractive musicians were, and we got them to rate how attractive musicians were before they started playing and then the intermission, and everybody got dramatically, dramatically more attractive after they played. Aside from the, the smallest delta was for who? Guess which member of the band get the least benefit? Drummer. That's right. Very good <laughs> intuition. I don't know why. I always think drummers kind of show rhythm and excitement and so on, but somehow it doesn't help their attractiveness as much. The lead singer, of course, gets the biggest boost. Do you sing? Yeah. Um, one of my friends said that she had a boyfriend once who um, she thought it was great, but she, he was also a singer in a band, and she couldn't believe how much women were throwing themselves at him after the, after the show. She said he was, he was a great guy, but, but the extent to which... Women were throwing themselves at him. It was just kind of completely outside of her consideration. Is this also – you experienced that as well? Uh, no, definitely not. I think that this is uh, – so I very much operated in this sort of like underground punk rock scene that was uh, like, you know, lots of emphasis on progressiveness and, uh, you know, egalitarianism and stuff like that. And I think there was a lot less of that going on in that scene. Okay. But I always thought that what, what she experienced basically is what, what gets most uh, bands to, to stay around for a while. But you have other motives, of course. And, and you have a very nice girlfriend, right? Yes, very nice. Okay. So anyway, noise. So what kind of noise are we talking about? So we're talking about execution errors, which is to say what uh, the, the catchword is trembling hands or fuzzy minds. Okay, so, I love both of those terms, but I'm not clear about what's going on yet. Yes, right. That was the, the first line. So the idea is... Uh, we're, in, we're engaged in some kind of cooperative uh, relationship. You know, we each do things that it, in, we incur costs but give benefits to the other person. And so it's a good sort of mutually beneficial thing as long as we're both involved. So we work on the project. You work and I work and both of us are sacrificing something, but the project is going to, to work out well. And if we both work well, both of us are going to benefit. Right. And so then where the noise comes in is where your intention doesn't get realized. So say we're working on the project, we each decide, okay, you know, we split it up, you're going to write the, you know, the method section, I'm going to write the results <coughs> section, we go home, we're working, everything's going great, I'm spending a lot of time on it, but then 
uh, I have a computer, my computer crashes, my hard drive gets uh, erased. And you're using a Lenovo net, um, uh, <laughs> laptop, if I remember correctly? Well, I don't want to say anything on air about that. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Uh, okay, but anyway, your, your hard drive crashes. And so uh, I did put a lot of effort in, but then all of a sudden I have nothing to show for it. We get back together and, I'm, and I say, hey, I'm really sorry. I, I tried to do my part, but... You know, it didn't happen. And yep. then you don't know whether it's really true that I worked on it and it got destroyed or I was out, you know, having coffee and, uh, you know, going to band practice yeah. and instead of working on the project. So now I have a chance of whether I want to work with you again or not. Right, exactly. Uh, or if, if you have a, a sort of compulsory relationship, you say, when we get together the next time, are you going to say, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm just going to free ride on this thing. I'm not going to yeah. invest in this project. Okay, so next time I'll say I, w- I will not work. Right. So, so what, what happens when this, when this happens? So people play in this trembling hand with some noise and random error. What happens to how people play with each other? So uh, in games without noise, what we find in these repeated games is that people play these strategies that are uh, conditional cooperation. Basically, I'll cooperate with you as long as you cooperate, and if you stop cooperating, then I stop. Like tit for tat. You yeah. work nice, I'll be nice to you. Yeah. Yes, and in, these, and in do- these noisy games, of course, if all of a sudden you behave badly, I don't know if it's you or if it's the environment. Right, exactly. And so what we found is that people were slow to anger and fast to forgive. Slow to anger, fast to forgive. Okay, so what does it mean? So slow to anger means that people were lenient. They would wait for two or three <clears throat> non-cooperative acts in a row before they said, okay, this person really is a non-cooperator. Okay, so the first time you, you don't behave well, I said, okay, maybe it's luck. The second time I say, maybe it's not you. The third time, it's like the boy who cried wolf. The third time, it's your, <laughs> it's your fault. And then, did they forgive? Yeah, and so also that they were forgiving. Uh, where so once say our you know our relationship falls apart neither of us are putting anything in uh, but then if it's sometime in the future the other person goes back to cooperating then I'll be willing to give it another chance myself okay so this is this is optimistic right it, it means that as long as we can communicate so it means two things first of all that we should communicate to other people that we work in a noisy environment because then we could mess up more and they will not get angry with us and the second thing people are forgiving Right. And, and so, so imagine you had the following problem. Every day you promise your significant other that you'll be home at a certain time, and every day you're not managing to do that. So in your approach, what do you want to do? Well, I think that that, that metaphor is a little bit different because – the way that I think about relationships is you're playing lots of different games in parallel. And so as long as you're on balance, you know, so there's some domains where you consistently are not putting in, but there are other domains where you yeah. consistently but let, are. But let's just take this one. So, so it means that you want to communicate to the other person that you're working in a noisy environment. You want to communicate, first of all, that a single action, it's not a tit for tat, that if you behave once badly, right. it has a bad reaction. You want to tell the other person, hey, lots of things are happening here. Lots of it is under my control. The more you can express life as being out of your control, the more you can mess up and people would not blame you, right? Well, yeah, except in the example that you gave, if, if my experience, my personal experience is representative, it becomes basically every time yes. <laughs> you are late. And so then pretty quickly you lose So then, the, uh... then you just need to say there's lots of noise. And then the question is forgiveness. So, so you, you want to explain to people that there's a lot of noise, lots of things are under your control. And then there's the forgiveness part, which you said if you do, it a few, if you do well a few times, everything would go well, right? Yeah, you can, you can get back on track, basically. 
That's very optimistic. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm looking forward to trying to implement those approaches. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Duke University behavioral economist Dan Ariely. Dan's latest book is The Upside of Irrationality. Learn more at predictablyirrational.com.